Welcome back to the Psychology of Success podcast. This week I interview my principal at Desert Hills High School, Justin Keat. Um, Justin and I met actually officially earlier this year because it's kind of a funny story. He saw my podcast on social media and so he called me down to his office one day and we just hit off from there. You know, he's a self-development geek just like me. You know, him and I read all kinds of books, listen to podcasts. So him and I have really grown close and he's a close mentor of mine so I've been really excited to finally sit down with him and pick his brain and learn from him um, and share it with you guys you know this episode we talk about overcoming obstacles in our life and I actually open up about my four heart surgeries that I've had and what I learned from them and he also opens up and shares some stories and so I hope you guys enjoy this episode, and if you do, share it with a friend because you never know the impact you can have on someone's life just by sharing this episode or any of the other episodes. So feel free to do that and reach out to me on Instagram or LinkedIn at 11kado11kado, and let's jump right into it. All right, welcome to the podcast, Justin. Thanks for being on. Thanks for having me, Caden. I'm excited to have a chance to be on your podcast. You and I have talked quite a bit around the school here, so it's cool to uh, to be a guest here. I've listened to a lot of your podcasts, and you got some um, pretty amazing people that you're able to talk with. So yeah. I'm grateful for it. Appreciate Thank you. It. Yeah, I'm stoked. So tell me more about yourself for the listeners that don't know your background. Awesome. Thanks. Uh, so um, I am the principal. Uh, here at Desert Hills High School in St. George, Utah. I've been here at the school um, since the third year it's open. This is my uh, 11th year here. I've been two years the principal at the school and was the last uh, eight, nine years the assistant principal. Before that, I was a teacher. I taught German and history and did driver's ed at um, Dixie High School and Dixie Middle School. And yeah, so I've been in education almost 20 years and just love working with love working with teachers and students and love what I do. Yeah. And it's kind of interesting how we met. So I don't you didn't really know about me in my podcast even though I was here at the school. You mind telling the story about that? Yeah, kind of so funny. actually, so I knew uh you know, I I I knew who you were from, you know, being an athlete and a student here at the school, but I didn't really connect the dots. I actually found Caden on um, Facebook through one of his businesses. <laughs> I was selling a car on Facebook Marketplace and he was checking out my Tacoma. That's right. That's I was in the market for a truck and was looking at a, uh, at a car and I saw the name on there. And when I clicked on it, I thought, oh my gosh, this is, this is Caden Terry. This is a student at my school yeah. who's, who's not just selling this car, but has a business doing this. And um, then once I started connecting... Uh, went to the to your face clicked on your Facebook page there and saw your psychology success podcast and went right to that because that just spoke to me um, being a fan of, of all things leadership and, and mm-hmm. loving podcasts and, and especially and books and things especially anything I can do to you know hone leadership skills in my life I thought okay any any student in high school that has a podcast called psychology of success has got it together and i have got to pay attention to this and so love the podcast started listening to it and then we kind of um you know and just able to run into you around school and and in athletics and 
um, and talking to you about the podcast and, um, you know, being able to involve you in some of the leadership stuff that we've done here. Um, you know, walking down the halls and, uh, you know, seeing the internship poster they have outside the leadership classroom with your picture on it too. Yeah. And your, your stack of books and your podcast microphone is there. And I was like, that's, that's him. That's Kate. It all started coming together. So it started with trying to buy a truck and then yeah. it ended up with like, oh my gosh, I'm connecting all the dots. This is this super amazing kid at my school here. So anyway, uh, yeah, I think all your listeners know, and it's pretty apparent that, um, you know, Caden is a pretty, pretty uncommon uh, uh, student here where he's very, very, um, you know, on top of things and uh, just been super impressed and it's been fun to get to know you better and talk to you. Appreciate it. I really want to go into depth about the things that you've actively done here as principals of school because you've done all kinds of things and I've been able to be a part of some of those things. So do you mind going into depth about? Yeah, thanks. It's, it's been fun. It's a, it's a cool atmosphere here to work at a high school and um, it's been super awesome to work with uh, staff and people that are just all in 100% to try to help students improve and learn any way that they can. Everybody's working so hard. And so it, it became really apparent to me pretty quick when I started as the assistant principal that, um, you know, we're in the relationship business here and anything we can do to cultivate uh, positive interactions and improve those relationships and, um, you know, with students, anything you can do to tap into building a better kid and investing in them is going to be the right thing. That came, became apparent real quick when you're in charge of discipline and it's not really your nature and the last thing you want to do is is punish or punitive or consequence kids you immediately i immediately started looking for other things so um, some of the things we've been able to do here and i've worked for an awesome principal who let me do uh, some cool things um, and bring some cool things to school and was very supportive of them the um, principal that was here before me and then as principal being able to uh, make that decision for some programs and things to put in place that are going to help kids uh, we've started some awesome programs that have been after-school programs like the School of Life program. Mm-hmm. Which I'm a graduate of. You referred me Kaden, to that. It was awesome. Yeah, Caden yeah. did I the whole four-week course, and it's an eight-hour, uh, four-week course on leadership and life skills. And Caden graduated. What did you think about that program? It's an after-school thing we run here with mm-hmm. a couple times a year. With a, We put our leadership kids uh, that are on our exec council and our hope squad and things through there. And then other kids that are, um, you know, maybe going off track or a little bit or need that, just need someone to really believe in and invest in them a little bit. Um, it's really, it's really investing in the kid instead mm-hmm. of punishing them. So it's kind of a restorative justice, a little, you know, Hey, if you'll do this instead of some kind of consequence, this, this will probably turn out better. What was your experience? Like? And it was really cool because a lot of those kids that were kind of going through a hard time at the end of the four weeks, and all those classes, you could see a whole different light in them. Something just clicked and they realized, okay, I'm in control of my life and I can, whatever goal I want to accomplish, I can go out and get. Because it's interesting, like in school, I've never, I've been taught a little bit, but not as in depth of like goal setting, managing your emotions, planning, um, all these real life skills. But with the school of life, I was able to learn all that. And I had done that outside, you know, with the podcast and all that. Yeah. But it was really cool to actually see schools that are actively trying to teach that 
in the classroom and I've told you this I yeah. mean we need to get that to be an actual class oh absolutely here at school that everyone attends and that's the required. goal yeah wouldn't that be a powerful class where you're teaching uh you know the whole point of the school of life program is getting getting A's in life right getting A's in the school of life and and you know education certainly is super important has its place um the academic things that you're learning here um, are are important to get you get you to earn your diploma and the learning that takes place there is amazing. But some of those things learned life lessons that you maybe learned through sports or other things. But to have a class where you can go to at school and learn about you know attitude and goal setting and um, you know anything that helps improve you as a person. And like you said, it's so cool for me to hear that a program we've put in place helps kids so much just in life because that matters and that makes a huge difference uh, in all things that come come to you in life um, those coping skills and some of those mm -hmm. powerful lessons that are learned there are really what sticks with and re it resonates with every kid on some level um, and and you see them just naturally change one cool byproduct of that is the kids that go to that class we have a higher graduation rate because of that class that 60, 64% of kids that have taken that class, their GPA all around goes up. Why would, why would students' GPAs go up in a class where they don't even talk school or GPA? You, you build a better kid and they naturally turn around and improve themselves and investing in them instead of consequencing them is so good. This kind of came about because we, I was put in charge of the, of the like restitution program, like the Saturday school where you have to go do this forced study hall thing that you would pay for and you'd have to sit there. And I saw all kinds of kids in there from, you know, Sterling Scholar 4.0 kids to kids that were just failing all their classes and really struggling. And I thought, what are we doing here with this group of kids that are just sitting here? You know, like why, like I turned to the teacher that was in charge of the class and I even said, do we have the movie Rudy here at the school? At least go get that and let's watch that so we can motivate and let's try yeah, to change the mindset right? and be proactive with these kids. And so, so, you know, I was able to get with the guys at the School of Life Foundation. They had an amazing life um, skills curriculum. In fact, Kip is one of those founders, and That's I had right. him on the podcast, Kip Kent. And you, some of the listeners might remember, he talked about that at the end of the episode to support his charity, and this is what it is. That's right. And so if you follow Caden's podcast, and, can, and I would encourage you to listen to that one because Kip Kent is a phenomenal guy. And that's, he was, the, he was the trainer here for a lot of years, and his son is now. But to have a guy like that come into schools and speak at an audience of kids, you, it's fun for me to go in and see that first class and then go in at the end. And I've also graduated from the class and done the whole course too. But you absolutely see a powerful, palpable change in those kids. And, and they, they want to be better, and they absolutely have more confidence, more motivation, and they start making the changes in their lives um, on their own themselves. And that's, that's super cool to see. Yeah, it's powerful. Yeah. So you've also got the Leadership Academy here with all the teachers, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, so that's something we've started the last couple of years. Um, Leadership Academy is more of something that I wanted to do where we work really hard on professional development and spend a lot of time meeting about that. And that's, that's really, really good. Every teacher here is absolutely a professional uh, at what they do. I kind of felt like something that I wanted to do is to really cultivate uh, leadership skills, you know, among our staff. And so um, 
uh, we have so many leaders here, but to really, to really talk leadership and hone our leadership skills was something, an idea I stole from another principal and then tweaked a little bit to kind of make it our own, is Leadership Academy. We meet once a month and we read a leadership book and the entire staff is invited. And I have my uh, department heads, my teacher leaders that come to that. And we meet at seven o'clock in the morning. It's pretty brutal. You got to get up early and get Free there. Free breakfast, though, right? That's <laughs> that's, that's right. Fun. You do. You do. We some do order. Smoothie. We order some smoothies, <laughs> or we do have a, a little bit of budget for some breakfast, which is cool. So maybe they're just coming for the food. I don't know. Um, but we get together, and it's been really powerful. We've done this for two years now to to talk about leadership lessons learned, how we can apply those in our own lives, how we can use, um, how we can share with each other things that will improve each other, improve ourselves. And then, and then also how does that, how do we help the students that we meet with at school and translate that into the classroom and the kids that we teach. And it's been an awesome experience to have so many teachers show up. So everyone's invited. Um, we have, you know, you know, 20 plus 15, 20, you know, upwards of 30 teachers that'll show up. The cool thing is um, secretaries are coming to it. You know, they'll, secretaries are showing up at Leadership Academy, school counselors, teachers. We've now invited students and, and Caden himself has come to some, um, come to some of those since we invited our, our leadership principals class to come. And it's been cool to, to have those discussions and really hone each other's leadership skills and improve ourselves and then how can we turn around and and take uh, some those moments with our students and I, I feel like it's really helped make things better here because I'm my leadership style is more of a shared leadership style where I I am not the guy that knows it all I don't have all the answers I don't know a lot of things and I know but I know someone does and I know that someone um, so I want to surround myself with the best people possible and that's what I really feel like we have here at our school just amazing teachers amazing people amazing secretaries and to empower them um, to find their own leadership and and their own you know desire to improve and to help other people and be the best version of themselves so to have a place where we can get together and have those discussions together has been just a super cool powerful experience and so I want you to talk for a second, Caden, because one cool thing your listeners need to know is Caden's um, been coming and taking part in those discussions with the teachers. Um, and we've had some other students come too, but Caden has been consistently to those since, since he's been invited. And we actually asked Caden to present to the teachers. And um, we're reading the book, The Obstacles, The Way, right now by Ryan Holiday, which is one of my favorites. And, and and funny enough, when I met Caden, and he, because he's freaking awesome and, and super squared away kid, is he had a reading list, which uh, you've got to be reading if you're interested in leadership. And, and he oh, yeah. and I shared a love for some of the same books. And The Obstacles Away was actually on his list. And I was like, man, that's one of my favorite books. And we're actually reading that book for Leadership Academy next. So we invited him to come be a, um, a guest speaker to lead the discussion because that, that rotates on who leads the discussion, we, we open that up to whoever, um, you know, have a teacher do it sometimes, sometimes one of the administrators or one of the counselors or a secretary, whoever leads the discussion. But we invited Caden to do that. And it was honestly the mo one of the most powerful experiences for these teachers to, 
have a student up there leading a leadership discussion in the Leadership Academy class, and he was so well prepared, and it was just it was just absolutely phenomenal. So why don't you why don't you talk about that yeah. for a second? How was that for you? It was awesome. I was super nervous at first, <laughs> you know, because I'm not used to getting up in front of a group of my teachers that I've they've taught me the past what three years, okay. four years, and it, but. Like I said, I am so passionate about business and entrepreneurship and self-development. I'm a geek about it. And so yeah. I took it as an opportunity just to even learn more and dive deeper. So um, I presented on it. I talked to the teachers about different sections of the book. And I even shared some stories. A lot of you guys may know, a lot of the listeners, if you follow me on social media, I just posted recently about um, the four heart surgeries that I've had. And I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I'll kind of dive into it. I, oh, probably my freshman year, I went to the doctor because my heart was fluttering like uncontrollably. And I measured it one time with my Apple Watch and it got to 220 beats per minute in a matter of three seconds. So I was just sitting in class and that happened and I just had to cough to make it stop or else I was about to pass out. So I, um... I went to the doctor and they told me that I was born with this condition called Wolf Parkinson's White Syndrome. And it's where my heart will flutter uncontrollably because the electrical part of it is misfiring. Um, so long story short, I go to the hospital, have heart surgery, have a heart ablation done. And oh, it's probably like a two, three week recovery where I couldn't even walk. And it was even longer after that before I could go to school. And, you know, I thought I was all good. I was getting ready for the baseball season. And then, boom, my heart starts to flutter again. And um, I was just so frustrated at that point. So they take me back to the hospital, roll me into the surgery room again. And they do the procedure. Um, and funny story about that certain procedure. I remember the doctors. I had known them at that point because I already had a surgery. And... They knew that I liked old school rap, so as they were rolling me into the surgery room, they were playing old school rap, some Ice Cube, over the speakers. So at that point, I was so friends with cool. all these guys. Yeah. So they roll me in, do the surgery, roll me out. The doctor comes in about four hours, four hours later when I wake up, and he says, okay, we didn't fix it. It's still fluttering wrong. And so they literally roll me in that same day and do another heart surgery. And then they roll me out and I'm good. And I, once again, get ready for the baseball season. You know, I'm getting ready to roll and a year passes and I'm all good. And my heart flutters just come back. And so long story short, they send me up to primary children's hospital and I have that surgery and I haven't had any problems since. I've been 100% cleared. And that was what, like two years ago? Yeah. So I was able to share that story at the um, presentation I gave at, gave at Leadership Academy. And it was cool because one of the themes of the book, and this is what I really want to dive in with you, Justin, about is um, you can use different events in your life that are hard, different challenges, obstacles you have, and flip them and use them for your good and use them as tools for growth, right? You can... Do you mind going into detail about kind of like the candle no, comparison and stuff like that? I think that's like perfect. That? And I don't know if you can do this, but for your listeners out there, man, I mean, he sent me a copy of his 
presentation, the slideshow that he had prepared. And I don't know if there's any way to link that in show notes or whatever. Yeah, I'll link it, yeah. You, your listeners, would anyone would benefit from this? And I'm just going to give you a little taste of that. But he's he's presenting some of the quotes and his favorite things from the book. But not only that, but Caden is asking his own teachers and teachers here at our <laughs> school, adults here that have been, you know, in education, some of them for a long time. You know, how questions like this? How can we expect? How can we help students not only expect obstacles but embrace them? How can we? How can we not only prepare our students? For hard times, but then, like Caden just said, flip it and embrace them and say, maybe it's okay that this happened. Or it's, what's the good here? Where's the lesson here? And kind of backtracking on that with the heart surgery story, I didn't go into depth about that, but looking back, I actually used that. I didn't even realize it at the time. I used the time sitting in bed where I couldn't even walk. That's actually when I started this podcast two years ago. That's when I... That's awesome. Yeah. I flipped it and, you know, I use that spare time to now produce content for other people to enjoy. That's so cool. Actually, Ryan Holiday, that, uh, the author of the book that you presented about, talks about, um, you know, Robert Greene, one of his mentors said, you know, is this going to be uh, like with the Corona pandemic, one of the th- emails he put out, is this going to be a lifetime for you or dead time? Are you going to make the most of this time? So I can imagine you know, that challenge of sitting in bed after multiple surgeries, not being able to move, being the athlete that you are going, okay, what am I going to do with this time? Am I going to slide into victim mode, feel bad for myself? Is my progress going to halt or am I going to create some content? Am I going to be a creator here? Am I going to create content? Am I going to make myself better? Am I going to improve any way I can? And that's flipping exactly what you said is flipping that experience. Okay, this is happening to me. I can't control that, but what can I control? And so, you know, that, so... You know, that, that type of thing um, is, is, is when he shared that with the teachers there and we're having that discussion, it was really powerful. Um, another question he was asking, you know, how can we turn failure into a positive experience for students? That's something we're always trying to do as educators is make sure that school in the classroom is a place where it's safe to fail. And how can we rebound from failure? And how can we like failure is the preferred way to learn. Right. Like like your best teacher is your last mistake. So how do we learn from because students, I think, get so caught up into like, you know, it's got to be perfect and it's got to be right. And I'm scared to turn this in and it's not right yet. And it's not like give it a go. Turn it in. It's it's got to be we've got to create the environment um, in education where it's safe to fail. It's preferred to fail. There is only growth and learning through failure. Mm -hmm. And that's how we move the needle. That's how the, the learning really happens. Well, you've well, you've done some good things, and then here's some other things we can improve on. So, you know, you win or you learn, that kind of attitude where you're either getting it right or you're learning something and, and constantly improving and moving forward. I'm a firm believer that's what student learning and education is really about, is about, um, you know, constantly improving, giving your best effort, learning from things you did wrong and reflecting and building on those and then moving forward better. So, you know, some of those kind of questions, I think your listeners would really benefit from checking out your presentation, because Caden's presentation to Leadership Academy was short, sweet, and absolutely amazing. And to see him up there, um, you know, he challenged teachers to do something yeah, different them, at the end. I gave my teachers homework for homework. once in my life, and I was so fired up about it. Dang that. it, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Even my principal, you, I know. Homework we all got it. homework, and it was stuff that was like kind of outside your comfort zone a little bit, but it was a challenge to. Take something and, uh, you know, do something maybe different, hard, outside your comfort zone where there's some growth a little bit. 
And then in the last Leadership Academy we've had since then, boy, you bet that Caden took his uh, couple minutes at the end to stand up and follow up with everybody. <laughs> and it was awesome to take oh, yeah. a few minutes and talk about uh, what they did for that homework and to have them share how that changed them and those positive experiences. So I, I don't know for your listeners, but man, Caden, I'm telling you, this isn't, there's, I love that this is happening at school where there's a, there's a chance to meet together from, for students to learn from teachers, from teachers to learn from students and, and to absolutely have, uh, you know, a place where they can, where they can talk about uh, how we can better ourselves yeah. and each other and move forward move forward better. So I want you to know that, that that Leadership Academy was really powerful. And that's one of the things I love about being a principal in my job is to, to be able to bring things like that into the culture of a school where you can uh, take that theme that you just talked about, about taking obstacles that come our way uh, with the, working with youth specifically, knowing that there's going to be failure, knowing we're going to have hard times, knowing we're going to have challenges in the classroom, and learning even the things we need to learn and how do we how do we take that and and grow from it how do we move through that obstacle knowing that a better version of us is right on the other side of that and how do we how do we embrace failure as a means to learn and improve yeah. ourselves which by all means is not easy at all no. i mean it is it's changing sucks. your whole mindset <laughs> and that's what that book did for me i mean i yeah. realized man i can use literally Everything that comes my way is fuel to improve myself. Yeah, I, that's, that's what I love about it too. And working in education with students, it's cool to meet with kids who are maybe having a bad moment, a bad decision, a bad day. Some of them, some of them are not that big of a deal, little dumb things, you know, truant, skipping class, other things. Some of them are bigger, you know, bigger moments in their life and maybe bigger mistakes. But being able to step back and say all right, you're human, right? Like we've screwed up a little bit here. So we're going to own it. We're going to do everything we can to make it right. We're going to definitely spend plenty of time learning, learning what's the lesson here? What's the good? What's And it's always there. There's always a lesson. There's always some improvement. There's always some reflection that can happen to to learn from and be better. And And to talk about that with a family or the student or the parents and the student there, and has been has been you know that's really the the payday for educators I think and especially as an administrator to to have some of those really powerful conversations in there and then to invite a student who maybe knows you know or is expecting some kind of consequence or trouble and just to say you know what if we've learned that it's okay I don't need a consequence at this point or whatever learning the lesson is really what matters and then you know you get to be you know wear that scar proudly it's okay you've been through this there's a better you now on the other side of that challenge and we're going to move forward and we're going to move forward with confidence that we're a better person and or I'm going to invite you to be part of this class or this leadership thing or I've given you know copies of these books and some of uh, some of the books we read for leadership academy you know I've given those to students to read and different things Mm -hmm. and uh, it's been it's been fun to really just focus on uh, what's next not so much what's happening in the problem but okay we screwed up cool yeah. Uh, I'm not the perfect human. You're not the perfect human. And we, we learn by making mistakes. Now what are we going to do? Yeah. And, and focusing on that. Yeah. In fact, and it's working for kids. Because I posted on my story about the obstacles the way. And then I just finished in some of my favorite quotes, you know. And I had a friend swipe up and say, hey, I just read that book. I loved it. And he said that you gave it to him. So yeah, it's yeah, really making cool. an impact on kids. So awesome. it's awesome to hear. And it's also unconventional, you know. Like a lot of high school principals, I feel like, and educators, 
don't have that mindset of being proactive with kids. They, they're rather reactive and just kind of put out the fire. So it's kind of, it's really cool to see that you're wanting to improve kids, not just punish them, you know? Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate that. But that's, that's exactly right. I got honestly just got so worn out and tired of being reactive with a lot of things. And it made me really reflect and think. And that's when I kind of, for my life, you know, and in general took a a deeper dive into a lot of these leadership and um, self-improvement books and and things that I could do to sharpen my sword as a leadership and and uh, in leadership and as a leader, I guess at school. But to to step back and say, you know, okay, what can we do? How can we be proactive here? Because I can sit back and wait for the problems to come. They're they're there. They're going to come. But I got so tired of just reacting and. And okay, we're gonna do this, or we're gonna move you here. I'm just being very active. I thought, you know, every day is a challenge to say, okay, what are some things we can do here at school with our school as a whole, with the culture at our school, with um, our mindset and the things that we're doing and how we're treating each other and the students here that are very proactive. You can absolutely be proactive. And I see uh, the School of Life, uh, the Leadership Academy, we've been, um, you know, along with some of the other schools here, we've been one of the first high schools to implement a student wellness room where students, you know, we know students are going to be off and have a bad day and they're going to have struggles. So we've designed a place that they know about where they can go take a time out, um, talk to someone if they want to, breathe a little bit, um, hit the reset button and get back to class. I would much rather have that than then they're, they're leaving or they're, you know, high school kids have car, a car. Most of them have, they can leave whenever. So, yeah. you know, they I've can, guilty yeah, they can, me too. You know, when I was in school. So, you know, when, you know, you just want to, you just want to go somewhere that's safe or whatever. So to have a yeah. safe place in school it's where you can sad. say, yeah. And I think schools can, can and should um, take a deeper dive down the proactive, you know, rabbit hole where it's like, you know some of these things are going to happen and your students are going to have these challenges. So what are some things that you can put in place ahead of time and make students aware of and how can you invest in those kids and how can you catch them before they fall maybe and be proactive. And then when they do fall, how can you get them right back up again immediately where it's like, all right, what's next? And we're back on track here. Um, Cause we do not want, um, you don't, we don't want anybody to just, you know, stay down. It's, it's pick that. So when you're working with kids, you know, it's right back up again and here we go. And, and I think kids, kids see that and kids appreciate that. And that's really the win for us as educators. When we have that mindset of, hey, we're right back up. We're learning from it. We're, we're being accountable and we're making sure, you know, we're owning things and we're, and we're learning the lesson and then we're, we're moving right along again. Mm-hmm. And I think kids appreciate that opportunity to learn, to learn that lesson. And that's what I think that's what this is all about is just, you know, that some of these mindsets and the things you're talking about is look at those obstacles and how can you turn them to your advantage is, um, well, you can, you can quickly get back up again. You can, um, reflectively take a look and learn the lesson and move forward better. Mm -hmm. Um, like your surgery is a great example of that too, man. Like, yeah, you could continue to have heart flutters and struggle and probably step out of sports and, and, and live a good life and be okay. Or you can go through, you know, some of these surgeries and it's hard and a man, I'll bet you got some gnarly, cool scars. And it's just like, you know, but to, to wear those proudly and just be like, yeah, I had to go through this pain, this hard time. And, and it's, and there was improvement, there was growth. Now here you are preparing to play baseball, you know, your senior year, and we're looking forward to that. And, 
and you're right there with all the top, top athletes around, but it, but it took grit and it took some going through some really difficult things that a lot of uh, kids may not need to go through. So, uh, you know, life just have challenges. Life has challenges, man. And, and having the right mindset of how you move through those is everything. And I think no matter if you're, you know, an, an old guy like me or, uh, you know, no matter your age, I think you can take that mindset and say, you know, okay, now what? How am I going to use this to be a better, exactly. a better version of me? And, you know, and it reminds me of what we've talked about in the past is becoming anti-fragile. Would you mind going in, into depth about that? Yeah. What that means to you? It yeah. fires me up every time I hear about it, man. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. pretty cool. We actually had one of our students, I've, I've, I've studied a little bit of uh, the, you know, Stoic philosophy and read some of Ryan Holiday's book and, and some of these you know, Marcus Aurelius and some of their, uh, some of that anti-fragile Stoic philosophy, some of my favorite stuff, you know, it's all about controlling the things that you can and, and, and not worrying about the things that you can't. And that's a, just a great lesson anyway in life, but, but it's something that's really been a mantra for me in my life. And, uh, that anti-fragile is cool. We had a, our speaker at graduation last year, uh, the, the senior speaker, uh, one of them that we had at our graduation, her whole three-minute talk was about being anti-fragile. And I love that. I love that title. It's about not just being, um, you know, something that's fragile is easily easily breakable, right? That's easily uh, hurt or broken and um, even not even robust. You know, something that's robust, they talk about that, you know, kick me around a little bit. I can handle that. Being anti-fragile is that mindset of anything that happens to me is fuel for my growth. And one of the coolest analogies to that is um, like the fire that they talk about, where if you picture a candle and how easily could a candle be uh, snuffed out in a, in a light wind even or whatever, you could blow that out, right, mm-hmm. with you. And then, and, but, a, but a raging fire, you know, picture, you know, a big old bonfire and it's no matter what you throw into it, difficult, easy, terrible, good, bad, any experience, anything you throw into that, no matter what it is, is going to fuel that fire and make it more bright and more, uh, you know, more big, bigger and better. And so to take those to be anti-fragile, I think is that mindset you're talking about where no matter what's coming my way, really not just dealing with it, but even embracing it. And there's a quote where they talk about, you know, not, not merely, uh, you know, uh, you know, dealing with what happens to you. I don't know the quote exactly. I got to get, I got to get the exact quote, but don't just, um, don't just deal with what's happening to you, but actually love it, right? Like yeah. love it uh-huh. and embrace it and yeah. say, this is okay. And having that mindset, how do I learn? And a better me is right on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. So I'll find that quote because it's driving me crazy that I haven't, didn't get that right. But um, yeah, anyway, that mindset is very, very, very powerful. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I love it. And it all goes into stoicism too, where and Ryan Holiday talks about that all the time, where it's just, you use everything in your life, all the obstacles, everything that's going on, good or bad, is fuel right. for the fire. You just keep on rolling. Right. I think that's super cool. And I, I really think that, um, you know, Marcus, one of the things that, uh, you know, um, is said was a blazing, here's one of the quotes, is a blazing fire makes flame and brightness out of everything that's thrown into it, Marcus Aurelius said, like oxygen to a fire. Let obstacles and adversity become fuel for your potential. And so really, you know, really that attitude of, of come what may and love it 
Um, but I, n- I never, ever thought about that. And to have, you know, to, I, I think that works for people no matter your ages. But if you can, if you can grab that at, you know, at your age, at 17, 18, uh, and, and no matter what age you are, but especially the younger, that's whatever's happening to me, it's if I can learn from it, and uh, then it's okay that it's happened. But to really love it, man, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. You know, love what's happening to you. So that's not always easy. Oh, yeah. So last couple questions that I ask every guest on the podcast, um, and you can take your time answering these. So I want you to imagine that you can prescribe anything to the entire world, and they have to do it for 30 days. What do you tell them to do? Awesome. So because I've listened to your podcast, I knew these questions were coming and I love these questions. I think that's so cool. Um, These ones were pretty quick and easy for me and this is something I try to practice. Um, But if I could prescribe something for 30 days they had to do, the world had to do, I would say take time for stillness. Um, We're so busy. Um, There's a lot of stress and pressure being 17. Uh, being a student, being uh, a CEO or an executive or a high school principal, a father. There's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a a spouse. There's a lot of so much going on. Things are happening so fast and so busy in our world. I think taking time for stillness, if everyone could take a breath, take a step back um, and just allow for some, some stillness in their life even for a few minutes every day, to breathe, to think, to meditate, to maybe read something positive, whether it's a quote or a poem or even better, memorize it, and to take time for stillness, I feel like does a body and soul good. And, mm-hmm. and that, that helps me, and I think that would be, would be awesome to just take time, take time for stillness. So. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, so I want you to imagine, once again, that it's, you're on your deathbed and you're about to die and everything that the world knows about you is forgotten except three truths that you've learned in this life. You know, all the videos you've made, everything that you've said to kids at high school or even the book that you're going to be publishing here in pro- hopefully a couple years that you're working on. Yeah, that's, man, that'd be that's, awesome. that's gone. I want you to imagine <laughs> that. But these three truths, what are they? Awesome. Um, I think number one is kind of along the theme we've talked about today. Um, control the things that you can. Um, there's a lot of strength in that. I think people lose a lot of life and time, and time is our most valuable resource that we, we squander it so easily and waste it on things. But control what you can so you take that time back that is so precious and using that time valuable. Um, number two would be to be a hero. Um, I know hero comes from a Greek word where it means protector and a protector has a protector and a hero has strength for two. And I'm not talking, um, hero. One thing I learned about heroes and protectors, it's not necessarily killer of bad guys or, you know, go vanquish the foe or whatever, but a hero and a protector has strength for two and, and their, their motivation is love. And that would be my number three is to lead with love. Uh, I think that is a truth that will, um, you know, ring true and, and be a, a guiding star for people's lives for their entire life is if you are a hero and protector and you're motivated by love and you're leading by love, um, that's, 
that stands any test and, and that wins the day because um, love is very powerful and if we practice and live more with that type of attitude of service and love towards other people, then um, you know, everybody, everybody benefits from that, the, the giver and the receiver and also uh, the people around that are experiencing and seeing that. So mm-hmm. it's very powerful. Yeah, and I wanna acknowledge you and for the listeners, um, Justin, he's, he's doing all those things right now in his life. I see it here at the school, he's leading, he's proactively doing all these things to improve the people around him. And it's awesome to see, you know, I haven't had many people in education do that. So it's been fun to see. So. Cool, man. Thank you very much. And I want your listeners to know, I mean, if they're listening and they don't know you and you have a chance to meet or get to know Kate and Terry, um, you know, you, you, if you want to, good people surround themselves with better people. And I keep telling Caden, man, I hope you, you know, you, you need to hire my kids one day to whatever you're doing or, or we, you know, cause he's going to be successful. So Caden is uh, uncommon among uncommon people. So keep it up, Caden. Your podcast is awesome. Uh, I'm super excited for the baseball season coming up, bro. Oh, yeah. You've put yourself in a good spot Stoked. to prepare yourself to be, you're an amazing athlete, just a great student. So Thank you for this, um, and it's been awesome spending some time chatting with you. And just you know, you're an amazing student here, and and you know, other a great example of the kids here at school. So keep it up. Thank you.